My name is Dina, and you're listening to Slavstvite, a podcast about Slavic languages. If you've been following this podcast, you already know that this is going to be the last of four episodes on Slavic month names. In case you still haven't listened to the episodes on spring, summer, and autumn months, make sure you do. This one, however, is going to be on winter months. December, January, and February. But before we start, I would like to remind you that Slavstvite magazine is available to you on patreon.com slash Slavstvite. What do you get with it? In the issue available now, you can read on the language Vladimir Mayakovsky, a Russian poet from the early 20th century, used in his works to describe the two women he loved. You also get an opportunity to read about the study I've done in Austria on how the diaspora from former Yugoslavian republics nurtured their mother tongue in the relationship with their offspring. If you don't want to gain access to the magazine, but you still want to support the show, that can also be done on Patreon. Just follow patreon.com slash for more information. Every little thing counts, and I highly appreciate your support. Now... Let's start with months. First off, December. With weather being cold, the ground becomes lumpier. Therefore, from Proto-Slavic gruda, which means lump, December got the name gruden in Ukrainian, grudzień in Polish. Interestingly, Lithuanian, which is not a Slavic language, has a name grudis for December that is also cognate to these words mentioned before. When it comes to Croatian and Czech names for December, prosinats in Croatian and prosinets in Czech, Franz Miklosic points out that it is a hint to the increase of this daylight, since the stem sin can be found in both prosinats, prosinets, and Proto-Slavic siati, to shine. The prefix pro announces the beginning of something, therefore, when sun begins to shine. There are other suggestions that prosinats, prosinets, is derived from the word prositi, to pray, but that theory is unlikely. Prosinets was the name Slovene used for January before adapting the Latin name for months. Now, jumping to January. Since the weather is still cold, it's no wonder Belarusian calls it studin, which comes from the Proto-Slavic stud, cold. You might remember that we had a similar case back in the episode about autumn months, where November was studeni in Croatian. Yes, this comes from the same root. Czech leden also points to the fact that it's cold, from led being ice. One of the biggest mysteries is the Croatian Siechen and Ukrainian Sichen. It is clear that they come from the Proto-Indo-European Se, meaning to cut. However, there are several theories on what exactly is being cut. The most common answer is trees. But on the other hand, there are some other theories. One Bulgarian saying points to the fact that it might be connected to slaughtering. Sechko seče. Martere, April koji prodava. In January we cut, in March we peel the skin, and in April we sell it. But the story that really causes an issue is Polish stechen. 
Miklosic believes it comes from the word stud, just as Belarusian studin. However, there is another theory that suggests that it is in fact cognate with siecheng, whereas others believe it refers to the verb stikati, to meet, in the sense of meeting New Year. There is even a Polish New Year saying, Bog stikai, may God touch thee. The last but not the least, February. The most common name is the variation of the Proto-Slavic word lut, meaning fierce, cruel, severe, indicating that it's still very cold. So in Belarusian, luty, in Polish, luty, in Ukrainian, luty. However, we must not forget the fact that it's getting a bit warmer. So in Czech, it's unor, referring to the Czech nożity, or nożitice, to plunge probably indicating that the snow is melting, therefore the soil is plunging in water. And the most complicated and still unresolved one for the end, veljača in Croatian. It is believed that it comes from the verb veljati, valjati, referring to the weather being unstable. However, Miklosic points out that the verb itself comes from the name of the month and not vice versa, much like the Italian Marcegiare, to be variable, stems from the name of the month March, Marzo, not vice versa. Another explanation is suggesting that days become longer and you can also say like bigger and the old form for bigger was Veli, later Veci, or from the pagan holiday of Great Night, Velia Noc, that was the last night of the old year and the first day of the new year. And since the year for pagan Slavs started in March, we can link this to, to February as well. We have covered Slavic names for the months that are still in use. But wait, what is going to be next? In the next episode, I'm going to take a little break from months and share a recent chat I had with Safi Mergani, the editor-in-chief of Slavo, the academic journal of postgraduate students from UCL School of Slavonic Studies. Safi and I talked about her research on Dostoevsky's influence on the African-American literature. After that, I'm going to make an episode on all the month names that are no longer in use, as well as look through some dialectal expressions that might be interesting. But until then, you can also contribute to Slavsvite by submitting some of your work to slavsvite at gmail.com. Your work might get published in the next issue of Slavsvite magazine that is coming out in September 2022. Thank you for listening.